on the Newman Jets Audio Network. This is the JetCast, the official podcast of Newman University Athletics, featuring exclusive interviews with coaches, players, administrators, and more. The JetCast podcast is brought to you by Ascension Via Christi, Donlinger Construction, Mel Hambledon Ford, Eck Agency, Dr. Brennan Lucas and Advanced Orthopedic Associates, Keystone Solid Surfaces, Big Corner Creative, Pepsi, and by iCryo Recovery and Wellness. Here's the voice of the Newman Jets, Blake Krebs. We are back here on JetCast number 87. The Newman Bowling team is back to work in the second semester. The women in their first season as an NCAA program and NU Hall of Famer, the only active coach ever inducted into the Newman Hall of Fame. Billy Murphy is here to bring it all down with us and uh, talk about it. What a special honor that is for you to be the only active coach ever inducted. And uh, I know that, you know, coming off of Hall of Fame weekend, uh, just a, a reminder of that special honor that you have here in the Newman Athletics Hall of Fame. Yep, pretty cool. Pretty cool. The uh, Newman women coming in with 50 wins, 50 and 25, six match uh, winning streak was ended by Wisconsin Whitewater last time out uh, lost by nine pins but overall a six and one weekend for you guys and uh, obviously very successful and I know from chatting with you in the uh, you know in, in the hallways you weren't sure how this first season in the NCAA was going to go but you know on the outside I know that it, in terms of what we're used to seeing in terms of records and how the everything is structured um, you know it's not what we're used to. It's not familiar, but, uh, you know, you you hear a record 50 and 25. It sure sounds like you guys are having a lot of success this year. Yeah, it's been good. Um, the girls have just, they have been very committed to the development uh, of, of one another. And I, I'm not sure that we would have guessed that we'd be 50 and 25 at this sure. point just because it is so new. Uh, but the girls have been great. Uh, they, they win most of the matches they should should win and we've had a few upsets too of some some pretty powerful programs so it's been it's been a good good start to our year we also had a win at the columbia saints invite so a uh, senior morgan cooper had a 210 average for you second place she made all tournament team so how big was was cooper for that in that win yeah she was great um you know the interesting part about this season is it's been someone different almost every event sure you know? Uh, but Morgan was great. Uh, she's really starting to throw it good right now, uh, which is a great time to, to throw it good it's, here, getting towards the end and making a little postseason run. So yeah. I know in the past, you know, in on, on your women's teams and probably on your men's teams too, and we'll get to the men's team coming up here here on this episode 76 of the JetCast, or a bigger part, and I think it's actually 80, 87, episode 87 of the JetCast. So I have to write it down. Uh, we're going to be joined by Briley Prockish off of the women's bowling team coming up, and then we'll talk with assistant wrestling coach Tyler Meese to wrap up the show here in a little bit. But um, I know that in the past you've kind of had that alpha on the team, men's and women's, to kind of be that leader. How different is it for you to feel like you have so much depth? And, you know, you have maybe, you know, you don't have anybody who can be the number one every match, but you have maybe three, four, five people that can be the alpha in on any given, you know, Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, I mean, depth is always good. Sure. Uh, and, it, and it has been interesting. You know, Kinsley Morris, a sophomore who – did not play a whole lot for us last year has been wonderful uh you know at the peacock classic she led the event and anchored 
um, for maybe the second time in her, her career, and she was wonderful. Uh, so it's just coming it's coming from everywhere. You know, Addie Schiffelbein bowled great, you know, at one of the uh, first events that we bowled. So, you know, it's, it's good um, from a perspective that someone has always been bowling sure. well. Um, picking a lineup and stuff like that, it makes it a little harder because sometimes you're – you're not sure what what you have, um, but it it's been great. I mean, the girls have responded to it. Um, they're very self aware of where we are and what we're doing, and it, it's it's been great. Well, your gentlemen were coming off of top three finishes at SWIBC five and six. Mm-hmm. They had the McKendry Baker last week. Yep. How did the Jets fare? Yeah, we finished in second place. Uh, we were third after qualifying. Um, First written, then qualified for the top eight for match play. Um, we bowled a, a pretty good first match. We kind of got a pretty good break. We won the third game of a best of three match, 205 to 204. So wow. Really close match. And then we bowled Weber International. I think they're ranked second or third in the country. And we swept them 2-0 uh, to set up a championship match with Midland. Um, another close match. It went to full three games. Went down to the 10th frame. And, and, you know, Midland, Midland stepped up in the 10th and finished it off. So, but second place, you know, it's, it's, you know, while not where we want to be, you know, we want to, we want to win tournaments, uh, but the guys were great and, uh, you know, we're, we're headed in a good direction. Who are some of the individuals who bowled really well in that event? Uh, that event is a pure Baker tournament. So it's all Baker games, no team games, uh, and again, it, it comes from different places. Uh, you know, Zach Smolin and Noah Akiona, a couple of freshmen, have been really solid in the 4-5 hole for us all year long. Uh, but the rest of the guys are bowling good, too. Sure. You know, freshman Cole Munley uh, bowled terrific on Saturday. You know, getting some uh, much-needed time on the lanes. He, he hasn't bowled a whole lot varsity, but he bowled great on Saturday. Um, and he bowled great in the match play portion, too. So, it's you know, it's kind of coming from a little bit of everywhere. Briley Prakash is going to be joining us here in just a little bit. Uh, what's her season been like as a sophomore in your program? Uh, Briley is a, is a great story. Uh, you know, she last year was her first year, and I think she would tell you that she probably wasn't quite ready for this level. Uh, but she had a conversation with us um, shortly after first semester, and she basically just told us she wanted to be great. And she started working her tail off. She started working with our assistant coach, uh, Coach Bandy. Um, And her development has been, quite honestly, it's been incredible. But it says a lot about who she is and how hard a worker she is because she has gone from not playing at all on varsity to being one of our our players that is stepping up. She bowled in the four hole at the Saints Classic and threw meaningful shots um, against good competition, and she stepped up, and, and she did a great job for us. When you're trying to kind of navigate through here, now that you're you know more than halfway through your first season as an NCAA program on the ladies' side, what are the main differences between the NCAA and then, of course, the, the men are still a USBC team? Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's lots of differences. You know, in the USBC world, it's just total pins. Two days of bowling, total pins, whoever has the most wins. Um, on the NCA side, every uh, game you bowl, whether it's a team game or a Baker match, it's a win or win or a loss. Sure. So the the sense of urgency 
is is a little higher on the NCA side. Uh, coaching decisions have to be made quicker. If someone's struggling in the lineup, you got to get someone in there off the bench to to help them out. Not not it's not like you can just say it's not like golf where you can just well we'll come back tomorrow and yeah. if we can roll well it will be fine. You know you it's there's there's definitely a time limit, isn't there? Yeah, there is. And you know on the NCA side, your postseason hopes are totally based off that win loss record. Um, it's not about whether you win tournaments or, you know, where you're finishing tournaments. It is totally about the win-loss and the power rankings. So when they go to do – there's nine conferences in the country that get auto bids into a 17-team field. So then there's eight more spots. Um, and it's pretty much right off the power rankings how they do it. Um, and if they have a couple teams that are close, they go to head-to-head sure. record for the year. So – it is a much different way uh, for postseason because on the USBC side, 64 teams go to sectionals. Those 16 teams in each sectionals bowl for two days to find out who the top four teams are going to be that sure. go to nationals. So, Well, in terms of those power rankings on the ladies' side, how are things shaping up here as we get to near the end of the season? Yeah, they've had three updates this year. And our, our first one, we were in 20th. And then we moved into 15th. And last week they just updated it and we're in 12th in the country. That so sounds good. It, it is good. Okay. Uh, and, you know, we try to not uh, focus on those sure. too much because we're, we're really just trying to get better every day, uh, working towards that goal um, and just not focusing on the results. Just keep working hard. And, you know, so far the results have paid off due to the hard work. One thing that I wanted to ask about was your association. Of course, uh, MIAA does not sponsor bowling. So you guys accepted an invitation to join the Great Lakes Valley Conference as a bowling uh, affiliate member. Um, But I noticed that there were not, you guys have a lot of matches, 75 matches Mm -hmm. in your record, none listed as conference matches. How does conference work in the glvc with bowling and you know i know that there is a glvc championships event listed is it like basketball where you've got a regular season championship and a a postseason championship or is it only just that event for to decide the glvc title yeah the way the bowling world works is basically it's just you go to the tournaments that you want to go to so you can kind of build your schedule uh, but it is really just about the conference championship. Okay. Uh, there isn't a regular season per se. We have had lots of matches against GLBC teams, uh, but it really just comes down to that conference championship at the end and, you know, trying to win that sucker so you can get the the auto berth into the finals. Well, the women coming up next are going to the Flyer Classic. So mm-hmm. what do you want to see out of the ladies in that event? Ah, uh, just continued growth. Um, you know, our, our ladies have been really determined on getting better each day. You know, like I, like I've been saying, and and they're just really focused on that. Uh, but the Flyer Classic is going to be a pretty darn good field. Uh, McKendry is in that, the number one ranked team in the country. I think there's six or seven teams that are in the top twenty, that which are is be a at that event. GLVC, uh, th- probably the favorite to win the yep. GLVC title. Yeah, they are no doubt. Yep. And then for the men, they've got a week off, but mm-hmm. Hoosier Classic coming back on February 18th and 19th. So, uh, what do the men need to do to take care of business uh, at the Hoosier Classic? Yeah, kind of same thing. Got to get better. Uh, we got two weeks practice and get better the the it's, it's hard when you've been bowling well but yeah. the, then coach comes in and says well you guys did a great job you got second or you yeah. won and but now you have to do even better than that yeah well it's it's about peaking at the right time of the year right um it's it's always about peaking during postseason 
uh, the Hoosier, you know, both our, our men and our women are going to that one. Uh, there's 78 men's teams, all varsity teams from across the country. It is by far the best field that we will face. Um, you know, and our first goal is to just make a cut. Sure. Because uh, the top eight out of 78 make match play. Wow. Uh, so if you make match play there, you You've have already done something. Have, yeah. Uh, and it's been a while since our men have done that. Um, our, our ladies have done it several times. I think in the last 10 years, our ladies have won that event twice. Okay. Um, and same thing on, on their side. There are, there are 64 varsity teams, and they're pretty much the best 64 out there. So it really is a final test going into postseason play. So it's going to be a big measuring stick weekend coming up for both of these teams in a couple of weeks. But the women have got a tune-up at the Flyer Classic coming up. You can follow the Jets online, of course, on our website, newmanjets.com. Billy Murphy, the head coach and Newman Athletics Hall of Famer, joining us here on the JetCast. Thanks so much, Coach. You Appreciate bet. it. Thanks for having Next me. Next up, sophomore Briley Prakash joins us on the show when we return to the JetCast. Let's face it, it's been a while since you updated your kitchen and bathroom. And while they fit your style when your house was built, styles change. Or maybe the space just isn't fitting your current needs. That's where Keystone Solid Surfaces comes in. Keystone is the premier fabricator and installer of quartz, granite, and solid surfaces in Kansas. And with their huge brand new showroom at 1655 North Wabash in Wichita, providing the perfect inspiration, the possibilities are truly endless. That's why when it's time for an upgrade, the key is Keystone. KeystoneSolidSurfaces.com or find great specials on Facebook. Book. Hi, friends. Phil Nightingale, General Manager of Mel Hamilton Ford. Effective immediately, we have changed our sales hours on Saturday. All sales staff will work every other Saturday and will close early at 5 p.m. on Saturday. At Mel Hamilton Ford, people matter. We're certain these new sales hours will be better for our sales staff and their families. We invite you to embrace our new hours and schedule appointments meant to value your time. Mel Hamilton Ford, taking care of customers and employees since 1984 experience the difference. We're talking bowling this week on the JetCast, and we're joined by Briley Prockish, a sophomore out of Shawnee Heights High School. And Briley, uh, welcome into the show. It's always good to have a, a fellow Topekan on the show. Thanks so much for being here. The, the uh, Briley, uh, 186.2 average, a top 10 finish in the Jayhawk Collegiate Invite. Uh, what was working for you in that uh, tournament for, for the team? chemistry honestly i mean the chemistry was pretty nice the team was so fluent with each other and we all worked well we worked hard together you've been on this team as part of the transition from the usbc into ncaa what has the new style of competition been like and, and what's that adjustment been like for you it was a big adjustment because you went from two-day tournaments to three days and that was a big adjustment bowling a lot more seeing a lot more and seeing different patterns was a lot different for me of course personally. talking about oil patterns in the lane how did did you how did you make the adjustment to that do you do you have to kind of pace yourself how do you kind of approach having such you know bowling so many more matches and and having such longer weekends in terms of the you know the amount of time you have to spend at the lane Thankfully, we take eight girls. I'll say that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, what's it been like to you know travel to these new locales, and obviously you're you know you're seeing some new opponents as well. What's that been like for you? It's been pretty cool, honestly. Like everywhere we've been so far has been very nice, very pretty. Like you've seen some places that are just like uh, kind of not so good, but for the most part, they're really nice towns, and I love the teams around. It's more competitive there. It's higher level 
talent and it's actually pushing you to be better. Well, and the one thing that Coach did in the offseason to, to try to match that is to bring in Coach Kayla Bandy and, and bring her on as part of the squad. What's it been like? I know that she uh, works heavily with the women's program. What's it been like to have her as, as part of the, the JET coaching staff? I've been working with her since last year, so I've gotten to see her a little bit more. But working with her is pretty nice. She's very up, straight, forward with it. And she makes you work for it if you want to bowl. <laughs> what, what is, what's it like to be, uh, you know, led by Coach Murphy, a Newman Hall of Famer in this program? Oh, boy. No words for Coach? No. He's pretty quiet. So, like, when I need someone that's, like, more, like, soft with it, like, more quiet with the tone of voice – I get brought into his office on the weekends. <laughs> That's when I know I'm in trouble. <laughs> well, and one thing that he said was that, you know, you came in. I don't know if it was some one of those when you got called to the principal's office or you just told them that, um, you know, hey, you wanted to have a meeting. But he said that it was maybe one of those meetings in a weekend at his office where you said, hey, I, I want to be better. And you know, what do I need to do? And it's kind of been that moment that has led you to the improvement. What, you know, what? Did you learn about yourself in that moment that made you want to say, you know, I, I need to do more, I want to do more to get the most out of the bowling career that I have and, and get as much as I can out of this bowling career? I think the turning point for me was sitting there watching everyone else around me have fun and get better, and I was like, why am I not there? What is the drive that I need to have to be there? And having that conversation with them was very sincere, and it brought like my home life into it and it's brought everything around me and I need to work harder in life for it. What have you focused on mechanically in your game since that conversation that's led you to have the better results that, that you've been able to achieve? Mindset. I need to have a mindset. We've been talking about mind gym a lot in the classroom with our team and you need to have a better mindset where you are, where you want to be in life, and that's helped me a lot work towards things. Well, we've heard Coach Murphy talk about that so many times over the years on this program. Uh, I know that you guys have had, had that as well. In terms of that mind gym, that mind space, how do you have to use your off weeks to you know, kind of reset that and, and get recalibrated so that you go into these events refreshed and ready to attack? I spend my weekends still bowling. <laughs> I I do a lot of mental recapping of what I've done over the weeks, what are the tournaments like, get in the different settings, and put myself into certain settings of, okay, this is what I'm working on, okay, this is what I'm doing in tournament. Like, I split my mind into two different ways to see what type of player I need to be that day. So you guys have the Flyer Classic coming up. What are your goals for yourself? What are your goals for your, for your team? And is this something that the team has kind of talked about? You know, you guys – in the first ever year of having NCAA bowling at Newman, you know, 50 and 25, you guys have the chance being ranked now in the top 15 of the country, some opportunities to do some really special things in year one of a program that maybe a lot of, you know, not that Newman women's bowling is a traditional first year program. That's just being built from the ground up. You guys have achieved a lot in previous seasons as well, but um, you chance to do some pretty incredible things in year one. Uh, what are the goals that you've set for yourself? And have you guys talked about any team goals? Uh, we talked a lot about team goals. We've been talking about them all year. Communication, the biggest one, telling each other what to do, what they see out there, being responsive, being res like supportive, like being in the moment with the team is the biggest one, I feel, and like having a connection with each of us because like without the chemistry, there's nothing with that team. Like, what? 
Once again, the Jets are in action at the Flyer Classic next and then heading up for the Hoosier. And the, the postseason is going to be here uh, going to be here before you know it. A former Thunderbird from Shawnee Heights High School, Briley Prockish. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you. We'll have Coach Meese on to wrap things up with Newman Wrestling right after this on the JetCast. I often get asked about my skincare routine. One thing that has really helped my skin is the cryofacial. It helps eliminate fine lines while stimulating collagen production. And the best part about it is it's only a 12-minute session and there's completely no downtime. No need to schedule a reservation. You can walk right in and try one today. High Cryotherapy and Wellness, North Mays Road across from Newmarket Square. 316-330-7474-330-7474. Hi, this is Joanna Pryor, Director of Athletics at Newman University. Follow the Jets all season long by downloading the free Newman Athletics app. Get live schedules, stats, rosters, and access to live play-by-play coverage on the Newman Jets audio network by downloading the Newman Athletics app today. Download the Newman Athletics app for free on Google Play or the App Store. And don't miss a single moment of Jet Power this season. Wrapping up the JetCast here on this week by talking some wrestling. It's getting down to the end of the wrestling season very quickly. And we're joined here by a fourth-year assistant coach, maybe a little bit familiar. You've probably seen this guy before in a wrestling singlet for the Jets, a former freshman of the year, an MIAA championship, two-time All-American, and a three-time state finalist with Andale High School and a state title as a senior on the mat there for the Indians. Tyler Meese joins us here on the JetCast to wrap things up and talk about the Newman wrestlers getting set to head into yet another conference event coach appreciate the time thanks so much yeah thanks for having me well 30 to 15 win last time out for you guys over Labette County Community College uh, how important was that win to to get some confidence going into your last uh, match of the season against Central Missouri yeah it was a it was a good match to get um obviously first dual win of the year so it was good to kind of get on the board sure um, guys wrestled well and it's always a fun event doing it out there at the casino at the Battle of the Belt. So all the little kids get to watch. So How different is that with that? You know, it, it's more of a stadium environment. Obviously, you know, a, as you know, when it's when the lights are down here at Newman and it's 1v1 and the crowd is behind you guys, you know, Fugate Gymnasium is an incredible atmosphere, when you, especially when you guys are wrestling well and the wrestlers give the crowd, you know, something to get behind. Um, you know, I remember the MIAA championships a few years ago that you guys hosted and you guys had some uh, several big-time wrestlers in that one. And then uh, a couple of years ago when you guys beat Fort Hayes State, that was such an impressive atmosphere. But uh, what, what is it like being out at the casino? Yeah, I mean, nothing can really replace the spotlight here at Newman, but there at the casino, it's it's a fun time because, I mean, all these kids that look up to these college wrestlers and coaches as well, and it's just a it's a fun time having all those kids around and cheering for what could be their future college. So. I don't get to make the rounds in terms of wrestling like you guys do. Is Fugate Gymnasium unique in that regard, that all the lights are off and it's just the spotlight? Uh, yeah, um, our last duel at Fort Hayes, they have a spotlight, okay. but it's a little more lit up on the exterior, sure. but yeah, nothing's quite like, it almost feels like the state finals match uh, oh, sure. up in Salina where 
you're spotlighted out. So. Awesome. The, so in terms of building confidence, you guys had several wrestlers that won, several by pinfall. Who were the wrestlers that you felt really impressed you and, and really needed that win to build up some confidence to try to make a, a push here uh, in, the, in the end of the season? Well, uh, one that really stands out is Jace Fisher. He was at 165 all year, and he just made the move down to 157. So that was his first match at 157. So he's feeling really good, and obviously his match didn't last very long. <laughs> um, but, I mean, all the freshmen, just getting just getting a good dual win is, is nice and being able to get on the board. So You guys had a defeat in the previous MIAA duel against Fort Hayes State, but it was much closer than the Nebraska Kearney match. How do you feel like that maybe shows some growth for your team as you guys have continued to move forward in this season, uh, you know, wrestling in such a, a difficult conference? Um, yeah, I mean, we didn't have some matches go our way in the Fort Hayes. I feel like we should have been able to be a lot closer if not win that duel. So, um I mean, compared to Carney, yeah, it's closer, but we expect more. Well, and you got, you know, you've talked about that. Coach Smith has been on here to talk about that, that you do expect more. But, you know, this conference definitely requires that you show up and you kind of have to raise your level, not just week by week, but, you know, match by match and even period by period because of, of how difficult this conference is. Talk about the just the, the overwhelming difficulty and how, how strong your opponents are in this conference. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, we have – if not the toughest conference in the nation. I mean, you got UCO, number one in the nation. I think Carney's number three. Uh, UCM's up there as well. Hayes is down, I don't know, 13, 14, but – yeah, it's uh they were twenty first when the Jets wrestled them, obviously. 21st. Yeah, obviously they've they've moved up a little bit since then. I wanted to ask you as well, because you, you know, wrestled here and then obviously have stuck around here in, in this area. You're from this area of, of Kansas. Uh, what about, you know, wrestling made you want to kind of stay involved even now that you're you're done doing the actual wrestling, but what wanted you to what made you decide that getting into coaching was how you wanted to, to keep giving back to the sport? Yeah, I mean, I've been wrestling since I was four years old, four and a half, so I don't know. It's hard just to quit. Kinda, yeah, it's hard to walk away from something like that. But, no, I mean, it's it's a good way to give back and honestly have a, a calling to give back to these guys and continue to help out with the sport of wrestling all around. So, is What is – do you feel like your role on this team? Do you got? Do you have like specific wrestlers you work with? Do you work with ever? I know that you know. We talked about before we came on. You know, during the matches, you know, Coach Smith's kind of behind the scenes during the actual match, looking on, always you know, staring in there, hunched over. And then you know, you, Coach Fisher, and you, you guys, and Cameron, they're up there, and and you guys are yelling, and you guys are on the edge of your seat. You can barely stay stay seated. Uh, what do you feel like is your role on match day with this team, and then also? Uh, in the wrestling room when you guys are, are rolling around on the mat yeah so uh in the room obviously more of like a technician sometimes i'll hop in with the guys and we'll get a drill in just kind of giving them more of that you know all-american feel sure um and where they where they need to be so um and then on match day uh more of like uh yeah i'm just I'm in the action. I'm 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 usually kind of wrestling in my seat with them. So, <laughs> <He is>. uh, 
Um, yeah. get match day is a lot of fun. They ought to get something so that your your <laughs> chair will stay stationary. Yeah. You guys are always they're always moving around down there. Uh, when you get when you get in uh, into the mix with the guys a little bit, could you, you feel like it's like you know if I still had some eligibility left, you know I could probably be pretty good at this. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know what everyone always says. Like you don't reach your max or your prime stage until you're like 27 to 32 or something like that. So. All the guys, I tell them how old I feel after I'm wrestling. They're like, you're in your prime. I'm like, no, I'm not. My back hurts. <laughs> how, how impressive does it make when you see these guys? Like uh, Jordan Burroughs is a guy that comes to mind who was, you know, legendary at Nebraska and won Olympics. And, you know, but you see, you see guys, I mean, heck, let's stay closer to home with Noel Torres trying to be an Olympian and, and represent his country uh, in, in the Olympics and still trying to grind things out. And, uh, you know, they're, they're getting into that prime age of, of being, you know, well past collegiate age at this point. Right. Yeah. You just have to train a different way. I would think, I mean, they're not getting in as many matches as these young 18, 19 year old kids, but yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure they're, uh, they're doing it right. So long term, there's something you feel like you want to stick with in terms of coaching. Oh yeah, I love it. So is that head coaching? You think at some point might be in your future? Is that something that you've you've thought about? Maybe maybe at some point you want to have your own program. Yeah, definitely something I've thought about. Um, Definitely a goal of mine is be able to kind of go all in on it. Um, Do you do you feel like? I mean, you've only exclusive. Have you ever coached any other age level? Um, I've done individuals with uh, younger kids and. But a from a team of, perspective, so you've coached pretty much all, like, how, how early do you start them? Like, well, you said you started at four, so. Yeah, at that age, though, they're just playing tag. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, so, I mean, if you, you've coached, what, so I'm guessing five all the way up to senior in, in college, obviously. Um, what, what's the age group that you think you want to coach? Uh, yeah, college is college. definitely where I want to be. It's just okay. a different level. It's I, I have more fun. With well, college. in that case, since you want to be at the college level, what's it like learning from Coach Smith and Coach Fisher about what it takes to be a college coach? Oh, it's a lot of fun. They have – I think Coach Fisher has about 10 years' experience, and obviously Coach Smith's been around since the dawn. So, <laughs> no, he's been here 15 years or so since the program started. So, it's it's fun to to listen back on what the what the program's been through and where it's been and – what they've gone through. So. Well, believe it or not, you know, I, I believe on, on Tuesday this week, uh, you know, speaking of Dawn, the Dawn for uh, for Coach Smith, I believe that uh, it's been a lot of Dawns because he had another birthday this week. So uh, yeah. happy birthday, Coach. I uh, actually told him I was going to give him a shout out. So happy got, birthday, Coach happy Smith. Happy birthday, <laughs> Coach Smith. I'm sure he'll really appreciate that. Um, so final question for you. Uh, you've got the Mules coming up. Last duel of the regular season. It's a Monday uh, night matchup in Warrensburg, 7 o'clock uh, against Central Missouri. You mentioned that they're a team that's kind of working up the rankings a little bit so give us the the scout on the mules and and how do you guys need to approach central missouri to try to upset them on their home mat right yeah they have a few nationally ranked kids i believe um should be a good matchup where we're at in the weights so um just staying stingy and getting the points when we need them and 
kind of fluster him up a little bit. So I said that was the last question, but when you're in this position as long as I have been, you know, I get to lie if I have to. <laughs> um, you got a week off after that, and then Super Regionals in Edmond. So my my true last question to you is: once you have that match on Monday, you'll have you know, since that match is on a Monday, you're going to have kind of an almost like an extra week to to get rusted up for the Super Regional. How do you guys attack that time between the last meet of the regular season and getting everybody in tip-top shape for Super Regional in Edmond? Yeah, so usually we kind of bring practices down as far as uh, the length of time and keep the intensity where it needs to be and just getting these guys rested up. Um, a couple of days off helps as well and just getting ready to – to show out at regionals. So. And the goal you heard from Smith, Coach Smith all year is to get back to the national tournament. The Jets are going to try to do that. Next up for them, Monday at Central Missouri. It's a February 13th, 7 p.m. It's when the lights will drop. I don't, I'm assuming they have probably not a spotlight at Central Missouri. But if there is, it'll be on for the Jets and the Mules coming up on February 13th. First appearance, I believe, on the JetCast as a coach. Coach Tyler Mees in his fourth year helping out with the Jet Wrestling Program. Great job, Coach. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. Next week, we'll be back on the show, and we are talking some tennis next week. So that is coming up with us. We've got triathlon coming up as well here in the coming weeks, and obviously more basketball on the show next week. So until then, Blake Cripps at Wichita saying go Jets.